The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. Hi listeners, welcome to episode 13. We finally made it to the creepiest number. So to follow that theme, we'll be doing a pretty creepy episode. Today we'll be covering the mysterious disappearance of a woman who manages to be everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Today's episode will be about a woman named Patricia Maheen. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. So let's just jump right into the background of her case. Patricia Maheen was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And she had a pretty good childhood. I mean, it was pretty average. Nothing really stood out, I guess. But it was good, you know, not bad, but... Yeah, just like just a, average. Yeah, I, normal childhood. A lot. I feel like a lot of times we'll talk about something and they have this dramatic childhood, but no, she had just a pretty normal childhood. Anyway, she attended college in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and she got a degree in early childhood development in order to pursue a career working at a daycare. In 1985, she decided to change careers and move to Bozeman, Montana. I'm actually not sure if that's how you say it, but... I think it's Bozeman. Or yeah. like... Yeah, I don't think it's, like, Bozy Man or anything. Bozeman sounds right, so we're going to go with that. So she worked as a ranch hand here because she just loved animals, and she also worked other odd jobs in addition to that in order to financially support herself. And I got to say, that's, like, pretty badass to, like, especially in, what, 85? Yeah. To, like, ditch a job in something that's pretty, you know, like... It's assumed that that's, like, a female job, I guess, at the time. Like, to go do something where she worked on a ranch and did odd jobs. That's freaking awesome. That's so cool. Like, good for her. And, I mean, I guess also it sounds like she wanted to move to somewhere that was kind of secluded, like, in Montana. Because, I mean, how many people actually live in Montana? Like, four? Yeah, exactly. And, like, it seems like she grew up in, like, moderately sized cities. So maybe she just wanted some quiet time and she wanted to work with animals. That's pretty cool. So, the day before her disappearance, which was April 19th of 1989, she spoke to her dad on the phone and said she was extremely stressed and she just wanted to come home back to Pittsburgh. I guess there was just a lot going on in her life, maybe she needed a break, which I totally get it, like, everyone needs a break. And I don't know if she was quite planning on coming home, but it sounded like they were talking about doing that in the future. Anyway, the last person to see her before her disappearance was her landlord, who claimed that she was behaving strangely, and this is a quote, she seemed hyper. But, like, okay, seemed hyper is such a weird thing to observe, and, like, couldn't she just be, like, excited? Like, maybe she talked to her dad, and she was planning on going home, or, like, literally, if I have more than, like, one cup of coffee a day, I'm freaking crazy. Like, yeah, seeming hyper is not, like, that bizarre, I don't think. No, not at all, and I mean, hyper is one of, like... If I see someone, I'm like, oh, they're pretty hyper. Like, I usually don't describe, like, an adult in that way. I usually describe, like, little kids. And, like, yeah. I just, I mean, hyper is just kind of a weird descriptor. It is. Opinion. Like, I feel like you could say excited. You could say they were nervous. Hyper could go, like, positive or negative, which yeah. I think is very strange. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to get into the timeline a little bit. So the night of April 20th of 1989 was the last day that we know, like, the last sighting of Patricia Maheen. Official sighting. Official sighting. So, on a windy and dark country road near Circle, Montana, Patricia was driving, like, every other night. Was she driving in a circle? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, Then, all of a sudden, she, like, swerved to the wrong side of the road and almost hit a car head-on. And seconds later, she ended up colliding with another driver, Carol Heights, who was the, like like I said, driver of the car that was impacted by Patricia's car. 
and she said that she saw Patricia appear from the wreckage in like a noticeable daze. So it appeared to Carol that she had only small and minor in injuries. However, she would have like no way of knowing that the crash would cause Patricia to potentially lose her short-term memory for the rest of her life. You know, I have to say, doing like swerving to the wrong side of the road is like one of my biggest driving fears. Like, okay, so we're both 15, so we have our learner, learner, <laughs> learner's yes. permits. So we've been like starting to drive, but I will drive like so far to the side of the road because I don't want to swerve that my parents will like freak out about like me hitting yeah, the sidewalk curb. No, that's the same with me. Like, my parents do the same thing. I have such a big fear of hitting another car that I would like rather hit the curb. Yeah, no, that's the exact same with me. And so Car Carol is quoted saying that Patricia just stared. She never said anything. She just stared at me. I will never forget her. That's weird. Which Wait, she just so stared? Weird. She just stared. Didn't say anything. For, like, and how long? Like I don't know. It's not specified, but I'm guessing, like, a good, like, few uh, seconds. For her to remember it. That's just weird. Wait, yeah. she, just, she didn't say anything? She no, didn't, she like, motion for help? Nope. Okay. And then Patricia just walked away silently in a daze and hopped over a fence and then was never seen again. Oh, sure. That seems totally normal. What? Yeah. What? Totally normal for a, how old is she, 35? Yeah. 35-year-old woman to stare at a woman after hitting her car head on and then hop over a fence. Yeah. She just hopped a fence. Yeah, okay. she was just like, hi. Okay, and I have to point out, I mean, I she did work on a ranch, but I do not have the upper body strength to hop a fence. No, and I mean. Especially, especially after being in a car accident. Like, yeah. And I mean, by, I'm just assuming, this is probably, like, one of those wooden fences, you know, they have, like, outside of, like, the only way I can explain is, like, when you're driving in, like, the sticks, or, like, in the, the sticks, like, the sticks, like, the suburbs. You call the suburbs the sticks? Yeah. You don't? No, I just call them the suburbs, a place I don't want to be. But yeah, so basically I'm guessing it was just like, probably not very tall fence, but yeah, that's kind of hard. Like, that's definitely not something that you can do without thinking about it. Okay, you're saying it like the suburbs, though. Like, she was in a rural area. It was probably, no, like, yeah. a farm fence. Yeah, like, you know when you're like driving and you pass, like, cows? Yeah, like, it's like that. It's like a homemade fence. <laughs> homemade I don't know fence. why we just spent, like, two minutes talking about the, the fence. The, but... like, probability of what kind of fence this yeah. was. I feel like it's important, though. Like, yeah, it is important. Her ability to hop the fence could probably tell a lot about her mental state. Yeah. So, the days following her disappearance, we don't have an exact date, but almost directly after she disappeared, like, within the hour... Like the police, like the crash was reported and the search began. So after the crash, police identified her car and knew that it was Patricia's, with like her license plate number, and they like alerted her family and told her that she was in a wreck and they don't know where she is. I have to say something. I'm like thinking about this from the perspective of like Carol, who was the one who was hit by the car. I would be kind of pissed. Like, yeah, same. I was hit by someone, and it was totally, like, an avoidable accident, and then she just, like, goes Ditched. somewhere, and then, not, like, not, in addition to that, her, like, going, like, disappearing and stuff is, like, now covering up the fact that I should probably be getting money from my insurance company. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you gonna do, complain that you need money to fix your car when this woman's missing? Like, yeah, I would be pissed exactly. if I was Carol. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> okay, so, the searcher appreciate... Patricia? Patricia was immediate, and the police uncovered a set of fresh tennis suit, tennis, tennis Do we need to start shoe, over? No, it's fine. Tennis shoe tracks about 0.75 miles away from the original crash site. 
And they followed these tracks until about 3 a.m. And then they lost them. Oh my god, it's like Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, exactly. Like, no breadcrumbs left behind. And the... That was... <laughs> sorry. Okay. What? <laughs> no breadcrumbs left behind. That was kind of funny, actually. Um, so, the family and police deployed ground searches and helicopter searches. And this is like the week and a few days afterwards when the family was able to come. And there were absolutely no sightings of her or any leads. Well, because it sounds like she just she just poofed. Yeah. Like, she literally just walked into the woods. Yeah. And, I mean, another super weird detail that I found is that this is, like, kind of irrelevant to trying to find her, but her family, like, looked in her apartment, and they found a roll of undeveloped film and a camera. And they developed it, because obviously it's their missing daughter, and it was, like, just interesting. And there was a haunting self-portrait of Patricia on it. And, like, this might not seem that, like, weird, but they literally, like, sent it to psychologists to be analyzed. It was that weird. What do you mean by self-portrait? Like, it was a photo like of her was, or it was, like, a drawing? I don't know. So, basically, like, they've never released this picture, which I'm kind of shocked about. Because, like, if it was that important that they mentioned it and that they got it, like, looked at by professionals, I don't know. Like, I'm so curious. I want to know what it is. Well, maybe it's just too, like, dark or something. I don't know. That's, like, I feel like there's a lot of speculation on that. It actually reminds me, do you remember the Leah Roberts case? Crime Jeffy did an episode about them. Um, I think so. So, she left behind, like, a creepy, like, Cheshire cat smile when she disappeared. And, like, I feel like that, those, like, drawings almost, like, in cases will always stick out to you. And, like, people just never understand what kind of mental state you have to be in to have one of those. Yeah, and to kind of just, like, leave that behind for people to find, I guess. And, I mean, we knew that it was a possibility that Patricia was dealing with, like... Not necessarily mental health issues, like, nothing that was, like, impairing her. Like, I think it was just, like, anxiety or stress that, like, a lot of people have and a lot of people struggle with. But I guess this was just important to the family to get, like, analyzed to see if it meant anything. And, I mean, apparently they found some weird stuff about it, but, like, it's, like I said, it's never been released. It's so annoying. I gotta, like, I gotta think about this, though. Like, I don't think she was planning on being in this accident, so... It makes me wonder, like, why did she have that in her car? Was she going to bring that to somebody? Was yeah, that, like, know. was she going to burn it? I don't, but like, then there's a th- lot of speculation. Like, but then another thing is, like, swerving to the other side of a road when you're, like... A mature and skilled a driver. A mature and skilled driver is just, that's just, that seems like something that's almost purposeful to me. Well, it does, because, like, think about it. We were talking about how that's, like, a big fear of ours, but, like... Even we haven't done that. That is something that seems very difficult to do. And yeah. I know it's, like, a dark road and stuff, but it seems, like, almost intentional. Like, there's so, like, I don't know. I feel like if you're on a dark and twisty road, you see a car's lights. Like, you're more likely to crash into, like, a tree or an animal. Exactly. And, I mean, it, it's never been specified what time this is, but maybe she was tired or something. But, like, I really don't think it was that late. It's very strange. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to get into some alleged sightings. Okay, this is, like, going to be the one of the weirdest things because yeah. we've never had a case where there's been, like, I mean, let alone, like, a few, like, weird, strange, like, alleged sightings of people. Like, we usually don't mention that if there are any because they're just so obscure and, like, mm-hmm. usually don't make a lot of sense and they're not reliable. This woman has had over, like, 5,000 alleged sightings. Since 1989. 5,000. That's yeah. insane. Like, Which is crazy. 
I mean, I don't even think, I mean, obviously she's a missing person, so I guess people are looking out for her, but, like, 5,000 people, so many, like, imagine, yeah. like, I don't even think I can have 5,000 people recall seeing me ever. Exactly, okay, and also, let me just say something, this woman looks so generic, like, she's pretty, but she's a strawberry blonde, she's a white woman, like, it's very, she doesn't really stand out that much. So, she must have been acting weird for people to have reported this to police. Exactly. And it's also, like, here's the other thing I thought about with alleged sightings. She's not a big, like, concern. She doesn't have a big concern factor for being a missing person. I feel like people are always look out on the lookout for, like, children who are missing because they're children. And, like, yeah. everyone has a soft spot for children. And, like, or if they're, like, a parent, like, you, you want to get them back to their family. She was, I mean, not to be rude, but, like, she was just, like, she was in her, I don't know, I actually don't know how old she is. She's, like, probably in the, like, 25 to 30 scale area, but I'm not quite sure. But she was just, like, a young woman, and she didn't have, she was like... single? Yeah. I just, not, like, that there was no one in her life. Obviously, she had her parents, but it's not, like, people were going to necessarily be super aware. Like, there was no Amber Alert going out for her. Yeah. And this was in the 80s. It's not, like... It's not like what would happen now when it would be, like, all over the news. People would have it on their phones, you know. Social media, like. Yeah. Now you see everything when people go missing. Like, people, like, I don't know. I, sometimes I see this, like, just people I know will repost on their stories. Like, this person's missing. Keep a lookout for them. Like, this was a time way, way before that. Like, what are you going to do? Call someone up with, like, a description? Yeah, exactly. So, the first and, in my opinion, most weird Sighting is from May 4th of 1989, which is about, like, five days after her original disappearance. Mm-hmm. And, um, a police officer from Laverne, is that how you say it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, we're gonna go with it. Minnesota says that he saw Patricia sitting inside of a Hardee's restaurant by herself at a booth for over five hours. Hours. This is so random, but what kind of food does Hardee's serve? I don't. I honestly don't know. I've never been to a Hardee's. Do they have them here? I think they do. Is that the one with the star and yeah, like the red line? I think so. Okay. And apparently all she did was sit silently, she didn't say anything, and drink water until closing time. She never ordered anything. Again, I'm going to point out, this woman seems to piss some people off because, like, you don't go sit somewhere and drink free water. For five hours. That's so so annoying. Like, Like, I'm surprised they didn't kick her out. I know. And then after closing time, he saw her walk over to a 24-hour diner, and he then questioned her and asked her name, which she refused to give to him. That seems strange, but also, like, honestly, I... You know us. We're, like, so into all this that, like, if some random person who worked at a Hardee's was asking what my name was, I would probably freak. No, it was a police officer. Oh. Wait, what? You said it was a guy from Hardee's. No, it was a police officer who was at the Hardee's. Oh. Yeah. Cops can be creepy. Yeah. Cops can be creepy. I mean, ACAP. But, yeah. (sighs) So, he questioned her, and she refused to give him her name, which, I mean, would make sense if she was confused and if she had possible amnesia, right? Or she was just a psychopath. Yeah, or she was just kind of crazy. And when he asked where she was from, she said Colorado. And then she quickly changed her answer to Israel. Fucking Israel! Okay, so here's the thing I'm gonna say. Even if it was a difference between, like, Colorado and Kansas, no. you don't mess up where you're from. Israel! <laughs> it's just like, oh, 
Hi, um, I'm from Colorado. I mean, Israel. That doesn't even make sense. Like, I'm trying to think of any way that could make sense. Like, like they're not in the same country. They're not on, like, literally not in the... Like, they're not even close to each other. It doesn't make any sense. And it's, like, it's such a small chance that she, like, lived in both of those places. Like, that seems so far-fetched to me. Yeah, and why if she... Like, I just don't understand. That one has me lost. I don't know. I'm so confused. And, I mean, like, this is the one sighting that we have, like, a lot of information about. Because, like I said, it was, like, the first one. And it was a police officer, and he clearly reported it. And he didn't realize who she was. Right? Like, he didn't know yeah. she was a missing person. He just thought he was a, she was a fucking crazy lady. No. And, like, you, you gotta think. Like, she had to stick out a lot for her to, like, have a sighting without even being identified as a missing person. Yeah, exactly. Like, how many times do you think that really happens that they're just like, oh, this lady sat in Hardee's for five hours drinking water. That's <laughs> so strange. Let's say, oh, my God, she could be a missing person. Yeah, no. It's so, it's so strange. Not to mention, also, I didn't even think about this. It would be different if she was, like, a child. Like, she's a child sitting yeah, in no. for five hours now. That's, that's weird. She's like a middle-aged woman. Like, what is... I mean, yes, it, she stands out for being a very strange and, like, bad customer. Like, I hope she tipped, but, like, why Why does it stick out to a cop? I don't know. Yeah. Like, she had I to have know. been acting very strange. Yeah. Her demeanor must have been off. So, the following day, which was May 5th, she was seen twice. The first time was at a truck stop in... Do you know how to say that? Because I'm not even going to try. Sioux Falls. Yeah. She was seen at a truck stop in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, drinking coffee alone from 12 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. by herself. Wait. I'm... How did she get to fucking Sioux Falls? I don't know. She took a truck and stopped. Truck stop. I'm just, like, so confused. Because, like, we know that this is, like, one of the sightings that police, like, were like, yeah, that's Well, how accurate. far could South Dakota and Minnesota actually be? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to look this up. You could hitchhike. Far I mean, even if it was, like, a r- good road trip. So I mean, it was the 80s. Dakota Isn't that, like, when hitchhiking yeah. was, like, a big thing? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, it's, uh, I think it's, like... 348 miles from But South also, Dakota like, you gotta think locations and stuff. I can't imagine it's, like, more than 10-hour road trip. Yeah, but think about it like this. If she was at a Hardee's until it closed, I'm assuming Hardee's closes at around, like, what, like, 10? About 12 a.m., I think. Um, how did she get to Sioux Falls at 12 a.m.? Oh, wait, that is a good point. Oh, wait, that's weird. I didn't, I didn't think, even I think, I didn't think about, about that it like that. that. Huh. No, that's a weird concept. So one of these is definitely off. Yeah. Or someone had the time wrong. I don't know, but... Or they're really close and we're just stupid. Yeah. Okay, anyway. So she was doing that. So I also have to question if she eats. Because now she's willing to spend money, but she's not eating anything. A freaking, like, alien. Okay. And she just doesn't eat. It's a good theory, Izzy. Thank you for sharing. Thanks. <laughs> so, the same day, she was then seen in Murdo, South Dakota. Murdo. That's almost like murder. Yeah. Murdo, South Dakota, <laughs> with an unknown man who appeared to be in his 30s, and mm-hmm. that was around 11 p.m. Then, like, I'm not even going to comment how strange it was that she was with an unknown man. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, she could be weird. hitchhiking. It's possible. We talked about it. So, on May 19th, which is, like, two weeks later, I guess, she was seen at a restaurant near her house, and the waitress said that she 
both ate and ordered in a very hurried manner, explaining that she was going shopping at 9 a.m., which, like, that's weird to have a very yeah, specific no. time to be shopping. I mean, 9 a.m. is also kind of early. I mean, it's, like, that's when people go mall walking. Yeah, yeah, true. I don't know, but, like, still, that's early to go shopping, though, because that's when they have it, like, not quite open yet. And, like, I don't know. I just, that's very specific. To, like, I feel like you only say you have a time to go shopping if you're meeting someone. yeah. Like, if I was going shopping with you, I'd be like, okay, I have to be here then. But, like, if I'm just going shopping, like, just going or, like, going with my mom or my dad, like, I'm not going to say, like, I have to be there then. That's just weird. Yeah, no. And, I mean, if also, I don't know if this is true for everyone, but if I was going shopping with, let's say, you, I would be like, they'd be like, oh, why are you meeting so quick? I'd be like, oh, I'm meeting my friend to go shopping at 9 and I have to be there. She's just like, no, I have to go shopping at 9. <laughs> Yeah, and then apparently she was just, like, very disoriented and talking to herself. No. No. Like, talking to herself? Can you imagine just sitting at a booth, like, by yourself drinking coffee, and you're, like, talking to hey, yourself? how are you? Oh, I'm good. Thanks. Do you talk to yourself? Because I know people no. do that. I do not do I that. I don't. That's creepy as hell. That would just creep me out. Like, I... It would scare me to talk to myself. I would be like, oh, my God, maybe I have, like, multiple personalities. What's wrong with no, me? No, really. Like, I can't... I mean, I guess good for people if they have the ability to talk to themselves, because maybe it just shows that we have some sort of insecurity with our own, like, yeah, selves, own voice, yeah. and we can't hang out with ourselves, but, like, I cannot talk to myself. It creeps me out. I can't either. And, like, it just also, it's a sign of being, like, a crazy person. Yeah. Like, she, know. like... Like, I get, like, having a voice inside of your head, like, your, like, thought. Your inner your monologue. Your inner monologue. I mean, everyone has an inner monologue, but, like, I'm not, not saying everybody it out loud. does. What? Yeah, apparently not. I was talking to my teacher about that the other day, actually. Why were you talking to your teacher about that? Well, she was like, you know what's creepy? The fact that a lot of people don't have an inner monologue. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. You have an inner monologue, right? I don't know. Well, think. Think, can you you hear yourself talking in your head? Please hold for a moment of silence for Izzy to hear her inner monologue. Wait, I don't think I have an inner monologue, guys. What do you mean? You would know that. Like, okay, I'm going to tell you. No, it's like the freaking, what is that called that I told you about? Oh, about how you can see behind your eyes. This is such a tangent. This is so nice. We're we're going to connect back and stop talking about our ridiculous, Um. like, internal issues. (laughs) Anyway, the same week she was seen at a horse auction in Billings, Montana. Okay, it seems like she's going from Montana to South Dakota to Montana to South Dakota. No, she was in Minnesota the first time. Oh. <laughs> She's just going through the Midwest, I think. But a horse auction is a very like bizarre place to be, especially for someone who appears to have no money because all she does is drink coffee and water. Yeah, and talk to herself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So clearly, this woman, there's something. So, like, yeah. And then by June of 1989, there were over 25 reported sightings of her. Like, oh. just in the first month of her disappearance. That's okay. That's crazy. Not to mention, like, okay, I don't know how many of these are, like, corroborated with police, but, like, that's a lot. No, it's a lot. And, like, just in the first month, and then, like, by now there's, like, been 5,000 sightings of her. There, like, that's gotta be some sort of record, right? Yeah, and, I mean, half of those have been confirmed by police. It's so crazy. I don't know, like, the timeline of that. Like, we don't know if there have been more recent sightings of her or if they were all, like, in the 90s, but, like, that's just insane. So many people have seen her, and yet the police have never caught up to her. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, there are just so many sightings. How has no one, like, located her? Yeah, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know. It just, especially now, like, she must have been off the radar for a while at this point for them not to, like, use current technology to be able to find her. Yeah. All right, so let's just hop right into theories. We can't really do suspects for this case just because, like... The suspect is her, basically. Yeah, no, it kind of is her because we don't know where she went. She disappeared and she's gone. So there's no way to, like, figure out who could have done something to her. And we really... She's the suspect. So we're going to talk about all the theories that go into that. So the first one is amnesia, or some form of that. I'm not really sure what technical terms for amnesia is, but, like, long-term memory loss. Yeah. And so I don't know how this would work, but when we were doing research, my mom was sitting near us, and Izzy was like, hey, let's tell your mom what we're doing. And she starts describing it, and then she goes, oh, it's like 51st date. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen this Adam Sandler movie that poses as a comedy, but it's actually really sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Um, but the movie's about, like, so Drew Barrymore's in it, and she plays Adam Sandler's love interest, but... She has, like, a memory loss issue where she will, like, wake up every day with, a, like, a repeat memory of the same day, and she has to, like, relearn everything, or she, they kind of pretend for a while she doesn't. Anyway, it's kind of complicated, but she has, like, a refreshed memory every day. Yeah. So I guess, like, in a way, it's kind of similar to that in Patricia's situation. I mean, not really, but it's totally plausible that, like, she has this brain damage because of... Like, she had no external injuries, so it's kind of likely that there was some sort of internal injury that they totally yeah. missed. And, I mean, it was also nighttime. Like, think about the fact that maybe she had a head wound, but it was dark, and you couldn't necessarily see it at the time, at least. Yeah, and, like, like we said, she's been seen a ton, so it's kind of likely that she's still out there somewhere. And she also behaves strangely. So, like, sitting in a restaurant alone and drinking water for five hours, maybe you just forgot you were there. Yeah, that's... that's... That's fucking crazy. Or, like, just that she talks to herself, and I just, like, and it just, it's honestly so sad. Just basically wake up in different places at different times, not knowing who she is or where she is, like, that could be kind of weird, but, like... It could be weird, but clearly she's faring okay because, you know, no one's been able to locate her, and she seems, I don't know, fine, I guess. Like, not fine, but, But like, she's... She's fully intact. She's functioning. She's functioning. That's a good one. Yeah, so I think this is, like, a pretty plausible theory. Like, no one would have really identified it because no one got to see her after the accident except for Carol. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it makes a lot of sense because clearly she's out there somewhere because someone has seen her 5,000 times. Not the same person. Different people have seen her 5,000 times. But, yeah. Um, The second theory that I'm going to talk about is the runaway theory. So, Patricia was apparently under stress and quote-unquote hyper leading up to her disappearance. And, I mean, like, she called her parents and was like, I'm stressed out, I kind of want to go home. Maybe she just needed to get away for a while. And she could have seen the accident or staged the accident as, like, a perfect opportunity to just leave her life behind. And, I mean, think, like, a comparison of this is a Sneha Phillip case, which where she disappeared. She disappeared around 9-11, and many people believed that, like, this was, she saw it as a perfect opportunity to leave her stressful and problematic life. I think that could make sense, and like we said earlier, like, the accident seemed very off, like, yeah, I think it's totally possible that she could have staged it and, uh, like, used it as an opportunity to restart her life. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that would also explain the various sightings of her and her unwillingness to provide, like, accurate details like her name and where she was actually from 
And maybe that also kind of explains, like, why she's just, like, kind of wandering around, but traveling, like, very frequently. Yeah, like... Just kind of stay under the radar. No, I think if you're traveling frequently and, like, being seen places, it makes sense that you would leave pretty soon after. And maybe it would make sense that, like, she's gone under the radar for a while, just, like, maybe she found a place that she could stay without being located. Yeah, maybe. In her older age, like, she's, like, she would be, like, 70 now. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that's totally... Anyway, the next theory I'm going to talk about is abduction. Because, yes, we are still a true crime case, (laughs) or podcast case. Why would we say that? True crime case. Um, So there is a very small possibility, in my opinion, that she was abducted after the accident. So she could have potentially been abducted after wandering away from the accident in, like, this state of confusion. Like, like we said, she hopped a fence and then was just into the woods, so... But, I mean, then again, she could also have been in shock. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. She hopped a fence, she was in shock, she's just wandering around, and, you know, she's an easy target. Someone just takes her when they, like, can't see. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine Circle Montana is just full of people at night. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, all the creepos wandering around the dark forest. (laughs) Anyway, so someone could have taken her from this darker, secluded street... But it's not very plausible because that would not explain necessarily, like, a lot of these sightings of her, which have been, like, pretty much confirmed by police. Like, the only sighting that I want to talk about that I think could be linked to abduction is that one where she was seen with an unknown man. I think, in my opinion, I have this theory that I kind of started myself where she wandered off after her abduction in the state of, like, basically regular amnesia, like, so it was temperate. Temporary, temporary. <laughs> she wandered off in this state of temporary confusion, and then sometime in like the like week or coming weeks after her disappearance, someone abducted her because of her vulnerability due to her confusion. At some point, while she was like, un like you know under abduction. What is mm-hmm. that? Abducted. abducted. Under abduction sounds like aliens being abducted. Yeah. At yeah, some but- point during that time. I think that she maybe realized who she was, or maybe she didn't, but she realized that she needed to get out, Mm -hmm. and I think it's very probable at that point that she, like, escaped, and then maybe that's why she's so strange in demeanor and moving around so much, because she's trying to avoid her captor. And then also something that I was thinking, oh my god, I just thought of this, I think this is not necessarily plausible, but, like, what if her kidnapper or the person who abducted her, like, possibly like, has stage sightings of her, so, like, she'll be like, okay, you have to sit in this cafe for five hours by yourself, and, like, it's just, like, stage sightings. I'm I mean, sorry, that is a dumb thing for a kidnapper to do. like, an earpiece in, and that's who she's talking to, not herself. Okay, I'm sorry, that one is too far off. <laughs> that makes no sense. Can you, <laughs> yeah, what kind of kidnapper sense. does that, and in, like, five hours, you could easily leave? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you can just sneak so out dumb. or, like, talk to someone and be like, hey, I need to get out of here. I need help. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that makes any sense. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> okay, and then the last possible theory, in our opinions, is death. There is also a possibility that she wandered into the forest, confused, and died due to an injury she endured during the accident, possibly head trauma, possibly something else. And I mean, honestly, this is not very plausible because her body was never found. And like we said earlier, there was like a thorough investigation and search and like, I'm assuming a multiple mile radius around where the crash was and they never found her and they never found like any 
like thing that like no clothing items, no nothing. Yeah, and like in this situation, if she died, it's very unlikely that she was murdered. Like she probably would have just died in, due to like internal bleeding or something, and so she wouldn't have been buried or anything. Like yeah, she, she would she just, just be just out there. in the forest. And no one found her, so I think that's got to be, like, least likely. If I had to narrow it off, that would be my least likely. Exactly. And then also, I feel like if this was a possibility, there wouldn't have been so many sightings of her. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's too many. Like, especially police confirmed yeah, sightings. Like, there's sightings of missing people, but, like, not this many. Yeah, like, 5,000. I mean, like, I can't even picture. That's a lot. 5,000 different locations. Like, I can't. That's, like, like, an unfathomable number of sightings yeah i totally agree so i honestly think that this might be honestly one of the least plausible yeah things now i'm kind of wondering what we did this this is not very true crime of us she's just missing it's not, but it's a good a missing person episode it is because it's kind of creepy it's and mysterious and no one knows weird. what happened and i mean she could have been abducted by aliens oh also i forgot to say this earlier when jillian was talking about the amnesia part I came up with a really good idea for a name for this episode, and I just have to mention it because I thought it was so funny. Or not really funny, but yeah. Okay. I thought Finding Dory. Izzy, that's like, I mean, as funny as it is, it's kind of mean <laughs> and like not politically correct. And I also said that she, we can't do it because that's probably copyrighted. Yeah, but like. Yeah. I mean, we could have done a lot of stuff. dreams do come true one that was last Okay, but that's dark. But, like, that's, I mean, that actually, I have no excuse. That's dark. (laughs) But Finding Dory could have been kind of funny, but definitely copyrighted. And, like, Ellen DeGeneres has kind of lost all, like. Yeah, everyone, no. We don't. She's been canceled. Yeah, she's been canceled. She's been, what is the thing from, cut off. Oh my god, Pitch Perfect. Izzy and I watched Pitch Perfect a couple weeks ago, and that was, like, a really enjoyable experience. Anyway, this was the story of Patricia Mahine. So, check out our blog. It's linked on our Instagram, which is tgic.podcast, and it's also linked on our website, and we really want you to tell us what you think happens. Like, this is such a crazy case. Like, comment on our blog post. Let us know what you think. We will definitely be in there responding and talking to people, and you can talk to other listeners. Tell us your theories. Ask us questions. Please. It'll be so fun for us. Tune in next week for more. Bye.